The following podcast is a Bostic Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Happy 4th of July. We hope you're on your way to get some hot dogs and jalapeno burgers. Happy Independence Day, America. Michael is very excited to wear his flag tank top. Lauren, don't lie to our audience. Don't lie to our audience. You do have a couple with cobwebs on them. I never had any. I never would. I never did. Mm, I think you did. I want to say that I started dating you. You had about 10. I never did. Okay. And you never produce a picture. I'm going to look. You never produce a picture. You never produce an item. This is pre-iPhone. I need to go look. Everyone that listens to this show knows you're a liar now because you lost a bet. I don't remember what the bet was. I think you're supposed to either pay me something or give me something or reward me in sexual favors. Something was supposed to go on. Not start this holiday off with that. It's Independence Day. I'm I'm declaring. (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like you're gonna try to do some medley of uh, red, white, and blue. So we'll see what you pull off on Snapchat. No, listen. I'm all. I'm very patriotic. I'm all about everybody being patriotic. But God damn it, can we slow down with the American flag tank tops and board shorts? I mean, I can't tell who's who out there. You go down to the beach and everyone looks the same. It's like a bunch of seagulls down there. What about my American flag cake? The cake is borderline, but I could do a cake. Why? Because you want funfetti. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to do the little blueberries for the stars. and no. we, already, we already did that joke on this show, buddy. The old usual. Yeah, the old usual. But no, seriously, I mean, I, I feel bad for all the girls down there because you get down there, you catch a buzz, you know, and then you're, you're looking around, you're like, hmm, where's my husband or my boyfriend? And if he's in an American flag tank top or board shorts, he gets lost in the mix. It's like finding like who's Waldo or where's Waldo. I don't yeah, know what's worse, Waldo. that or your salmon colored towel moment. Toweling shirts are in. Listen, if you wear a towel shirt and you're in, I'm, I'm down with that. Okay. Terry cloth, preferably. Oh, all right. So speaking of Independence Day, some of you may have noticed the new artwork on the show and you may have noticed the new Bossic Media intro. We are back to self-producing this show, no longer with the studio, no longer with the network. And that's for a multitude of reasons, which we'll we'll get into today. Yeah, I think that we just decided, Michael and I, that it was better for us to have full control over our podcast. I think that we want to do what's best for the audience and pr- continue to provide a lot of value. And we don't want anyone to have their hands in our decision making. No, and it's not like that was occurring, you know, when we were with the network. It's just... For, you know, it's 2017. We, you know, when we first started podcasting, we really didn't know much, you know, as long for those of you who've been listening a long time, we started this on a whim with some really, really ass backwards, shitty equipment in our living room. Lauren Knowles gets mad when I call this out. But, you know, for those of you who haven't noticed or haven't seen, you can go back to YouTube, the early episodes and see what we looked like. Why do and you want to do that? To because anyone? I just want to no see, I want, to people want to see where Michael. we started. I was in a weird green sweater you, at one oh, point. Oof. My sister Jordan that was, was the, the one of the, like she was like a co co host. We didn't know questions. what the fuck we were doing. No, we didn't. But we filmed it on YouTube. It was like a video show slash podcast. So you know, we started this very you know kind of out of the blue. And we and, evolved. Yeah, we evolved, and you know, as that process went along, you know, we were learning about the space, and you know, it was you know everything with a podcast. It's not like a blog or um, 
other social channels where you can kind of control the pace. Like when you when you pre, when you create a podcast, you want to produce content on a regular basis so that quality content quality content on a regular basis so that people you know it's consistent. Like for Lauren and I, we committed to doing a weekly show as as you guys know, and I'm happy to say that. This is our 70th week in a row producing, you know, a consistent show. You want to tap dance on the table tonight for that? But the point is, is when, when you're, when you, when you have a show and it's a moving show, um, you make decisions quickly and, and we got with the network and we, we definitely don't regret that at all. Um, we learned a lot, met a lot of great people, had a lot of great experiences, but the fact of the matter is for us, um, for what we want to do for the show we want to produce, we really just. It, a network's just not necessary for us. You know, we want to self-produce the show. Like Lauren said, we want to have full control over everything. Uh, we don't want any outside input. Not even that there was, there really wasn't even that much outside input. It's just, we, we just want, we just don't need a network. And, you know, um, it's 2017. You yeah. gotta, you gotta evolve. And I think for us with what we're trying to do and our overall goal, um, a lot of it has to do with community and value and, um, just, certain things that we really want to focus on and we think we can do that better without a network no and so for some you know we have a lot of friends in the podcasting world a a network may make sense you know they can help you um, in certain aspects they could give you a studio and a producer and all that stuff but for lauren for the world that we're in uh, for the businesses that we run uh, as as most of you guys know we just it's not necessary for us you know it's 2017 we can self-produce the show we can book our own guests you know, we can edit our own shows. Taylor, you might have to go back to editing this. No, please. Oh, God. I think also, too, we're constantly traveling and moving, and it was really hard to get up to L.A. once a week to and be in studio. So I think us being on the go will be able to kind of bring you guys along more. Well, listen, I mean, I would say even when we were with the network, 60% of the interviews we did was just us with our own equipment on the go. So my point is, is if you're sitting there and you're thinking, hmm, I need to, I want to start a podcast, but I can't because, you know, I don't have a studio like these guys do. I don't have a network. I just want everyone to know that we've done it both ways now. We've self-produced, which we're doing now again, and we've gone with the big network and other studio. And, and I guess what I'm saying is it's 100% possible to produce a high quality show. You know, you get guys like Tim Ferriss who are in the hundreds of millions of downloads that self-produce their own show. Yeah, Tim Ferriss is someone who we really look up to and we've really admired what him and Gary Vee have done and they self-produce their own show. And I just feel like it's the route that we're, we want to take. We think it's best for the show. So yeah, thanks to everyone at Podcast One who helped produce the show for the last year. And we have to give an extra special thanks to our amazing producer, Kevin. Kevin, it's going to be hard to duplicate you. Taylor definitely has big shoes to fill, which he probably can't. So, Lauren, what the hell's been going on? Well, here's the thing. So, I stopped drinking for about a month. No alcohol. Both of us did. Both of us did. And on Saturday night, a bunch of my friends came into town, and it was my dad's birthday and Michael's dad's birthday. So, there was like a medley of things going on. And I decided that I wanted to let loose. Well, here's a tip. And this isn't my him and her tip of the week. This is just a tip. This should be your tip of the month. Yeah, this is a tip. When you haven't drank any alcohol for a month, don't think you can go back into like your normal order of an Aperol spritz followed by two vodka sodas because you will get fucked up. Well, here's the thing. 
if you're not a pro like me, you know, I drank just the same as you. I'm in a projectile. You're not a pro. I'm a pro. I took it easy, had a couple drinks, had a couple spritzers, whatever else I had. And I made it home that night. Fine. You, on the other hand, not so much. No, you know what? I wasn't used to alcohol for the whole month and I went in a little too hard. And I think what got me was the day drinking into the night. No, listen, you got too excited because you always do this thing where you get way too excited because like, oh, wow, it's healthy for a month. And then it's like, who cares? Kick the wheels off. Do whatever I got to do. Go hard. And you just went zero to 100. The funny thing is, though, is I was like with my dad and stepmom. You know what you were doing that was driving me nuts? What? Can we talk about it? No, we haven't even talked about it. What was I doing? This is actually the first time we've got to talk about because we've both been busy running around. So you did this thing. You did a full rookie move. And you're going to get embarrassed about it. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You did the thing in the Mexican restaurant where you paid the mariachis to sing the cucaracha song behind you and you're like knee slap and think it's hilarious. I'm, t- why would I be embarrassed about because that? You know I t- Snapchatted it. Do you know how many times people do that? They're like, oh, I bet this has never been done before. Michael, I just told them it was your birthday to be obnoxious. I, I know. And that's my second point. Then you did the whole birthday thing. Okay. Sorry. I was having fun and letting loose with the mariachis. But I mean. Sue me. You know, it was just, it was so predictable. I'm like, oh, here comes the tequila. Here comes the mariachis. Yeah, and we here were comes at a Mexican birthday. restaurant. I'm sorry. Did yep. you want like salsa dancers and red wine? No, it was time to go. All right. So Close that-, that restaurant down. I was playing with Dax though. I was, I was happy he was there. Our nephew was there. Michael is getting such baby fever. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, listen, I'm ready. I think. I think You're I'm ready. ready to go. Oh, that's cute. Have you talked to me about that? No. Are you ready? Michael. Just please, can you not ask me on air if I'm ready to have a baby? What do you guys think? You think she's ready? God, I've been trying to slip one past the goalpost for a while. If you guys think I'm ready, comment a baby on our Instagrams. Maybe we could do a little poll. If you don't think I'm ready, um, comment the chihuahua emoji. I don't know how those chihuahuas are going to react to baby, but yeah, I've been trying to slip one past the goalpost for a while. Little luck. Oh my God. Wow, Michael. You got the birth control goalies up there blocking me every step of the way. Speaking of birth control, this whole episode is about skin. I'm very excited about it. Michael was taking notes in his composition notebook. He needs them so bad. And when I say birth control, we do talk a lot about birth control within the episode. I got to be honest. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast is I am learning about a lot of things that I have not really taken the time in my life to learn about. For example, we've had Nikki and Be Well by Kelly on. I'm learning all about my health and wellness. Now I'm learning about skincare. You learned about marbles, grapes, and hemorrhoids from the Lady Gang. Yeah, but maybe, I mean, I maybe could have done with, without that one. I'm sorry, uh, girls. I could have maybe done without that one. But no, but in all seriousness, I am learning about a lot of stuff that I know I need to work on. So I'm actually, you know, I've been pumped on this show lately. What about you, Lauren? Have you learned anything on the show? I've learned so much. I feel like Be Well by Kelly was so informative from her tips to her fab smoothie. If you guys have not listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. She's a rock star. We want to have her back on. Um, Nikki teaching me about poo-poo tea. Loved that episode. I mean, I even love when Jackie Schimmel taught me about Gone Girl and how how to do that to you. I can't wait to play the Sugar Storm song in the bathroom in the dark. Speaking of learning, I want you to tell us all about your tip of the week because it's a good one. My tip of the week is a game changer this week, but it's not really, it's not really a tip, but kind of like a plug, but don't worry. I'm not, it's not, I'm not getting paid for this, even though maybe I should be, you know, cause it's, it's, it is seriously life changing. Um, okay. So I want to tell you guys about assistant.to. 
And I assume that there are a lot of you guys out there that have already been using this, already know about it. And if you do, your life's already been better. So you can just fast forward through this. Um, don't have to listen to this part. But for the rest of you, this is a game changer. So we waste so much time going back and forth, trying to schedule meetings and calls over email. It's a huge waste of time. Lauren and her team go back back and forth so many times. Fifteen, I got 15 emails the other day from Lauren. And I thought to myself, like this, there's got to be a better way to do this. So, you know, you'd think, you know, I'm a pretty technologically savvy guy, but I didn't have anything to help schedule this type of stuff before. I've had assistants in the past. Um, I've had people in the office do my scheduling, but it always ends up being a mess because nobody really has full control over my calendar like I do. So I dug around and I found assistant.to, which is a extension that works with Google Chrome and Gmail. Uh, to my understanding, it also works with Outlook. Essentially, what it does is it reads your calendar. And I, I use Google calendars like I've talked about in the past. And then it lets you provide um, the person you're trying to schedule a meeting with with your available time simply by just clicking a button and sending an email. So, for example, if I want to schedule an email with Lauren, uh, I click the button, the little like, the extension, and my calendar pops up and it shows my available times. And then I select, like maybe it's a 15-minute call, I select a few different hour blocks that work. And then when Lauren gets the email, she just gets to select whichever time slot works for her. And as soon as she clicks it, it automatically schedules it in both of our calendars. So we avoid the back and forth. Hey, does this call work for you? Does it work for me? Does it? And so it just adds it to both of our calendars. It's a game changer. I've been using it for the past three weeks and it's just saving me so much time helping me schedule calls. It makes it easier for both parties. So that's my tip of the week. It's not really a tip, but more of a plug to use assistant.to for scheduling. How does it read my calendar? Because when you when you download the extension, um, it, it goes into Chrome. So if you use, I use Google calendars. I assume, uh, actually I don't assume. I think it probably works with Mac, but you know, if you're not using Google uh, calendars, you really should be. It's just like, it's the best calendar system in my opinion. I'm and, obsessed with Google calendars. Yeah, it's I the love best. how you can color code it. Yeah, you can color code it. You could set it up to have like a personal one. You can set it up to, you know, different companies or different business. You can you can share them with different people. Lauren and I have one together for when we're doing things together. We have personal calendars, business calendars. We got one for Jetbed. We have one, one for, for the dogs. Yeah, I got one for the dogs. I got one for my media company. So it really is the best. And, it, and what it does is it reads... Um, my calendar because I've signed into you know assistant.to on my account and linked it with mine and then it also reads yours and lets you know you know does if it, if the time slot works for you and it's cool because as soon as you learn, like say you click say you see that I have between two and three p.m. open on Monday you can click the time slot of like two thirty and it'll block off two thirty to two forty five for me and my calendar. Okay, so I need to sign up for this immediately. Yeah, I just got your team on it. Val's on it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a game changer. So for anybody that wastes a lot of time scheduling meetings, calls, going back and forth, this is what I recommend. Okay, I'm taking notes on your tip. I'll get into my tip, which is completely, completely different. In fact, my tip has to do with vaginas. So maybe you should plug your ears. Okay, so when I first started shaving in high school... I would get ingrown hairs. And I feel like a lot of women get ingrown hairs or razor burn or razor bumps. Um, even some guys do. So a girlfriend, I think I was in 10th grade, recommended this thing called 10 Skin. Taylor should listen to this. Taylor, I hope you're listening to this. Taylor, you need this. In fact, this is your Christmas gift. I'll, I'll give it to you early. Okay, so 10 Skin is like this liquid. It comes in a blue bottle, and I swear to God, it 
completely gets rid of ingrown hairs and razor bumps immediately. For me, it's been so effective and so quick. This is not an ad. This is not sponsored. I don't work with this brand. I just have been seeing a lot in the secret Facebook group. You guys have been asking about razor burn and ingrown hairs. And I always take note on what you guys are talking about in the group. And I try to think of something that will help. So don't tweeze the hairs. That's a big, big mistake. The tweezing is going to tear the hair and the skin from where the hair grows and it damages the skin and can cause scarring. So you don't want to tweeze. All you have to do is after you shave, just take some 10 skin, put it around your bikini line, put it on your legs, put it underneath your arms. And I swear this stuff is gold. Definitely, definitely try it. Please let me know what you guys think. If you're in the secret Facebook group, we'll also experiment on a mail with Taylor Maybe he can use it all over his, um, I don't even know what it's called, his bikini line, his penis area. Michael, what do you call that when you guys shave down there? Well, I don't shave down there like that, so I don't know what I call it. I just call it the crotch area. All right. Well, Taylor shaves his bare naked cucumber and he eats 10 skin. But if you're a girl, try this out. Please let me know what you guys think. Okay, we're going to continue the skin theme here, like I said, and we're going to be right back with Renee Maloney. She's a beauty expert and esthetician. She just did a facial on me about a month ago at Spa Kingston, and it was bomb. My skin is glowing right now. So I asked her if she would come on the podcast because she had so much knowledge when it comes to skin, and I figured I could manipulate Michael while he was next to me to taking better care of his skin, and I think it worked. We'll be right back. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Today we are at Spa Kingston in San Diego with the owner and skin expert, Renee Maloney. She's an esthetician, beauty guru, and entrepreneur. She gave me a bomb-ass facial a month ago, and I talked her ear off for the entire hour and a half asking her six million questions about skincare. After my facial, I asked her to come on the show to share her skincare secrets with you guys. So with that, welcome to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. Okay, so my name is Renee Maloney. I'm originally from Michigan. I went to esthetology school there. I was very fortunate to go to school there because they have an intense program. Not only are they amazing at customer service in Aveda, but they go in-depth with skincare. And then I had the opportunity to work for a medical clinic, um, a facial plastic surgery center. And I was able to learn laser hair removal, IPL treatments. Um, I assisted the doctor. I did debridement for CO2 lasers. So I had the opportunity to learn the medical realm of skincare, which I'm so fortunate. So with that said, I feel like I have a background in not only just normal skincare, but I also have the medical realm. Which is amazing. I think that's such an important aspect. Okay, so tell the audience how you got into the skincare industry. So this is a loaded question. I actually was, I I had really bad acne when I turned 19. Um, I was going to college. I wanted to be a pharmacist. And I I don't know if I was just super stressed or what was going on, but I went and got a facial from an esthetician. And she changed my skin just with a couple of chemical peels. And um, she actually did the holistic approach. So she told me to stop eating certain foods and to start drinking more water and so forth. And so I was like, I wanna do this for people. And so then I actually, after my first year of college, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to osteology school. And that's when I went. I went to Douglas J. Aveda Institute in Michigan. What's the, for, for me, specifically for me, what are the things that you see people eating that cause the most problems? It depends on the problem that we're talking about. It's very subjective. So, um, 
in skincare, we have people that their concern is acne. That's an easy one. I mean, there's a lot to it, but um, dairy would be the primary issue with people that are dealing with acne, soy, um, um, lots of different foods in that sense, high in androgens, salts. Um, but somebody maybe with rosacea, they need to avoid um, foods that are really spicy, really um, internally internal heat. Um, definitely staying away from the sun. What were you talking about? Michael? What do you do when the Grand Canyon forms on your forehead? <laughs> um, I think Lord and I will agree. Um, Botox is definitely a great preventative, but I know men and, and personally, in my opinion, I like when the men have that expression. Lauren has pushed Botox <laughs> on me a couple times, but I feel like, you know, I just turned 30. I feel like that's jumping the gun a little bit too quick for a man, right? Because I didn't want to come in with a completely like flat forehead. I feel like that would look a little it's strange. It's not that I want him to get Botox. I just think he needs to really up the skincare game. You know, since Agreed. the last time I came Agreed. here. Agreed. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You know, the last time I came here, actually, I fell asleep during the facial because it was so relaxed. Okay. But I'm coming again Friday, you know, because I'm the type of person when I know what to do or I like I have a solution, then I'll come in and take the time and do it. So I think I'm getting... I'm getting a gentleman's massage on Friday. No, facial and massage on Friday. Mm -hmm. But I've been using, um, there's a product you gave me, a face wash and um, what's a... What's Mandelic serum, I believe we gave you. Or was it a sunscreen? I think it's it's both. There's like a, it's like a B complex. Is it B complex or something? Ah, uh, I want to know what we what you got. It's, um, I'll look it up. But it's, and then a sunscreen. So I've been doing that every day since you guys gave it to me. Okay, so sunscreen's key. Um, with wrinkles in general, you want to stay away from the sun because the sun breaks down that barrier wall of your skin. So your function, your skin cannot function properly. So that's key in anti-aging in general. Um, men specifically, you want to exfoliate. You are already by shaving, but this area on your forehead, you're not doing that. So you want to make sure every day you're exfoliating. Um, my fiance, I have him using the Mandelic scrub, and it's amazing. Mandelic not only helps with pigmentation, but it's also exfoliating and hydrating at the same time, and it's naturally dry from almonds. So I think that's a huge product that's like a go-to for men. I will be leaving exfoliator on your pillow tonight. <laughs> Little bow. But so don't, don't do the Botox right now. That's between you and your wife, I suppose. But if I think, it were I think me, it's a little too early. I do. I think um, for a man, I think expression is a good thing. Um, but she's the one that has to look at you. So <laughs> it's definitely a preventative, and I am a, a go-to for it. I think it's a great thing to do. Let's <laughs> talk about Botox. Is there the right age to get Botox, or does it vary between each case? I think it varies because... Your background, your hereditary, your genetics have a lot to do with your skin um, and depends on where you're from. So a lot of people with darker skin type, they have amazing skin. Um, they're they're made to be kind of, it, it's just like stronger skin. Their melanocytes are not so raised. So they don't have to do as much as a <laughs> Okay, so so is there's no real age to get Botox. Like there's no set age that every girl needs to run and go get it. It's different. I think it's very subjective, yeah. And where is the place that you see Botox most injected? I would say forehead, in the glabella in between the eyes and around the eyes. But I think it's you have to be very careful. A lot of young people are getting it and they're looking older because they're looking frozen. They're not moving. Um, they actually, yeah, like I said, they look older. So I think you want to still have movement. If you're doing it as a preventative, just get a little bit. So you're paralyzing that muscle just a little so that you're not going to get those deep embedded lines so it's not reversible. 
Got it. So you want a little bit of movement. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed with facial massage right now. Like, I just can't even believe what a difference it makes when I wake up and massage my face. What are your thoughts on that? So I think it's great. I think in moderation, everything in moderation, I wouldn't say do it all day and I wouldn't be too aggressive with it because you can break capillaries. Those are the the little red kind of capillary looking things on your face. You can break them if you're too aggressive. And if you do it um, too often, you can overstimulate the skin. And then it's kind of in this inflamed state. And I know you are all about anti-inflammation. So you want to do it, I think, before you put your products on in the morning and at night before you do anything five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes it doesn't matter i would say maybe up to 10 okay i wouldn't do too much you can definitely do too much and again like i said before you put products on because when you are um doing facial massage you're actually stimulating your skin which creates better absorption so do it before you put your products on so your products can really absorb okay so no oil on the face when you do it just completely well, no, you want oil. You definitely some sort of product that's going to help you manipulate your face in a good way. But the actual active ingredient products, put those on next. Okay. And let's talk about inflammation for a second. Okay. I feel like for me, since my jaw surgery, I'm constantly inflamed if I eat, you know, one chip. So what are some things that you can do to fight inflammation and what are foods that I should be avoiding? You want an anti-inflammatory diet. So with that, what that means is eating a lot of greens. Um, watermelon is huge. Cucumber is huge. The silica in it is very anti-inflammatory. Any sort of greens are anti-inflammatory. Um, icing is huge. I know you love the ice roller, which is amazing. I'm kind of old school. I still like doing the ice cube on my face and waiting till it's completely dissolved. Um, I notice a difference in pore size. Your products absorb better, but that's huge. And I would do that every day, twice a day after you cleanse your face. If you're going to do your facial massage, I would do it after your facial massage to bring down any inflammation that you may have caused from the facial massage. What about those like old school American psycho, like the Patrick Bateman mask, you know, that you wear with the ice all over? Can you do one of those? I got one of those on Amazon. Those are amazing. Anything that's going to kind of bring down inflammation, cooling, it's amazing. I would highly suggest doing that. I like putting my face in a, because I'm intense, in a huge bucket of ice water and just dunking my face in there. Why not? And then when I'm at a hotel and I'm traveling, I'll take green tea bags and put them on my eyes. Do you like that? I do. Caffeine is tricky for me because dark circles, that's a big concern of a lot of people. Um, They did a study in London. They had 600 people and uh, 300 of them stopped drinking coffee. 300 of them stopped drinking green tea or caffeinated tea. And they did a study for six months. They eliminated everything. I think in the coffee, it was like a huge reduction, 80, 90%, something crazy. And then the tea was like 67, still really high. So caffeine is very much linked to dark circles. So I know you are putting it on topically, but I still feel like there's something about it that I'm not a big fan of. Huh, that's interesting. And there, in, in your um, sunscreen, I know I watch you, um, you use the caffeinated sunscreen that's a little bit different because it's derived from something else it's not from tea so i think it's something specific with tea i'm not really sure but i i do love your sunscreen that you use i'm obsessed with my sunscreen if Mm -hmm. you just were going to tell me my sunscreen was bad i was going to roll over on the floor (laughs) and die no i think i've been trying to figure out what causes dark circles under my eyes for forever and now (laughs) i'm thinking maybe it's caffeine but i never i thought it was like a vegetable deficiency because i don't eat a lot of vegetables 
And then I thought maybe it's lack of sleep. But now I'm thinking maybe it's caffeine. Well, there's a few. Lack of sleep is one of them. And then some people have the facial structure that's creating that dark circle look. Um, so they are doing lots of new things where they're doing filler. I definitely do not recommend this for you, Michael. But um, I think filler can help people to have like the deep pocket eyes. You know, it's kind of creating a shadow. But the main thing, sleep for sure. Drinking enough water and avoiding caffeine. So I'm over three on all of those things (laughs) are you taking notes mental notes so uh, something that i really want to ask and i know the audience is curious about is how can we keep our skin dewy i love dew okay healthy skin first so making sure you have healthy skin so where does that start home care here at spot kingston we're huge about that we definitely have you using amazing products morning and night because if you think about it you have 30 days in a month you're putting all those amazing actives in your skin twice a day that's huge and then having facials regularly that's important and i'm not just saying that because i own a spa but i know the effects of it i've asked questions all of my clients i always ask we have a very thorough Uh, consultation we ask them so what are you doing what do you do morning and night how long have you been doing this what are your concerns and I'll tell you I've seen people that are like 45 years old their skin looks amazing younger than some 20 year olds because they take care of it Um, so I think facials are huge and then um what was the question? <laughs> I kind of went. How back. do you keep your skin dewy? Oh, dewy. Okay. So yes, home care is huge. Facials are huge. Just having healthy skin in general. But then also, I think a lot of celebrities, what they're doing is using those facial mists. That's huge throughout the day. Just using a nice facial mist to hydrate your skin. Something with protein. We have an amazing one here, the Epicurean Protein Mist. I love it. Epicurean's so a good product. Huh? It is. I love it. Um, they have a phenomenal line. You know, I think a lot of the issue is a lot of, you know, when you're a young person and, you, and your skin looks good, you don't think about it, right? It's like, if it's not, it's not broken yet, so why do you need to fix it? Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to, you know, your 40s, 50s, you're like, oh shit, my skin's messed up. So what, what, do, what would you recommend to somebody who, you know, m- maybe not having skin problems right now, looking good, looking young, they're pretty, they don't see any problems. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them for the future? Definitely do home care and wash your face at night. That's huge. A lot of people don't wash their face at night. Maybe they have beautiful skin and they, they're like, I don't wear makeup. You need to wash that day off. You still, I hope, put sunscreen on or moisturizer. You need to wash that off. The environmental aggressors, smoke, smog, everything that's going on. Wash your face at night. Use good home care. Hydrate your skin. Um, and I would say throw a facial in here and there. Okay, that's really Because really I never good. thought about it until like... A year ago, until Lauren started telling me I looked like garbage. Oh my goodness! And then I, I said didn't it. say the word garbage, although kind of, I could basically, have used that. With, with, <laughs> not in, in not so many words. Yes. So, no, but I mean, I wish I knew a lot of this stuff earlier because Same. I think it's just like a lack of education, especially for men. Like we're not thinking of it at that age. You're mm-hmm. thinking, you know, why do I need to worry about my skin? I'm a man. I don't have to think about that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, you turn 30, 35, 40, and you start to see lines, or your skin's not as great as you want it to be, and so. If, if we can help anybody here and say, listen, you should do these things right now because it's coming. You know, that's another thing. I, even with fitness, I tell all my friends, like, when you turn 30, it starts showing up. You know, you got to be <laughs> careful. <laughs> I want to talk about serum because okay. I think serum is so underrated. I mean, I'm a huge serum person. Mm-hmm, I know tell that. us about that. So there's, it depends on what your goals are in your skin, but I do agree with serums. Um, they have a lot of a- 
active ingredients in them. So that's why they're key. And they have a small molecule, so they penetrate into your skin very quickly. So you want to choose the right one for your skin. Um, so everyone's different. I, I can't just say, oh, this is the, the product for everyone. But I can say a go-to for me, um, I think everybody can benefit from mandelic acid. That's what you gave me. Yeah. Tell us about that. So it's derived from almonds, like I said. It does help with pigmentation in the skin. It also hydrates your skin and exfoliates your skin. But it does it in a gentle way. Um, and you want to acclimate up to using it um, to, to the highest strength. But I think it's it's an amazing product because it's balanced. And a lot of people are using maybe too harsh of products. They're drying their skin out or they're doing too much hydration and, the, and they're causing more oil in their skin. So I think it's all about balance. But with serums, like you said, I think that they're very important and people love them because they're actually effective. We have a lot of different Epicurean serums here that are huge for anti-aging. That it, it, They've come a long way. So we have our Inject Stem, which is kind of like Botox in a bottle. It's incredible. And I'm not just saying this. It's, it is incredible. It's very, very tightening. Peptides are huge for the skin. Um, so that's one of my favorites right now. But yes, serums are extremely important. When you say active ingredients, what does that mean? So some AHAs, BHAs, alpha hydroxy acid, beta hydroxy acid, something that's going to penetrate your skin, not just on the surface level. So it goes deeper than the mm -hmm. surface. Exactly. Okay. So I want to talk about my brown sun mustache. Um, I have like pregnancy mask and I've <laughs> never been pregnant. So what can I do? I know to stay out of the sun. I'm never in the sun. I wear sunscreen. I feel like I'm constantly really obsessed with my skincare. What else can I be doing? Well, we talked about this in your consultation. So it's it it gets worse from the sun, but it's not a sun mustache. It's it's hormonally induced. So for you, yes, you haven't had a baby, but it's hormonally induced from you using birth control for. And I don't know if that's okay. To start, no, but they know. Okay, every, yeah. They know. I'm an open book. All right, good. They know so, everything about <laughs> us at this point. All right. So yeah. So using birth control for over ten years. Typically, it happens between the eight to ten, and then of course after. So this is on the top of the lip. It's a hormonally induced pigmentation. So to get rid of it, you do need a serum that's going to help break up those melanocytes. But it's going to be tough because it's hormonally induced. So if you're still on the same birth control that you're on right now, you're probably not going to get rid of it. You do, I would highly recommend changing um, to something else. Maybe something without hormones would be really, really good. Or if you could get off of it, maybe you want to have some babies. I don't know. But It's, gonna, um, it's almost impossible for me to get one past the goalpost at this point. There's just <laughs> so much birth control there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you are so sick. <laughs> but with that said, so sun definitely does make it worse. But if you're good like yourself and staying out of the sun, there's not much you can do besides using serums or hydroquinone, which I had talked about in the, the consultation with you. I'm not a huge fan. of it's uh, Hydroquinone is very effective. I'm just not a huge fan of it because in high doses, it is a carcinogen. So you don't want to use it for too long periods of time. Okay, I have hydroquinone. Should I try that? But you cannot go in the sun like for one second with that, right? Right. So I would use that at nighttime. And okay. then I would use your Mandelic serum during the day. I really like the Dr. Dennis Gross Peels. 
pads. Do you like those? I used to work with someone that carried them and I do like them. I think again, in moderation, you don't want to over exfoliate your skin. You want a balanced skincare regimen because if you're over exfoliating, causing more redness, more inflammation, I mean, you can definitely over exfoliate and cause more redness and cuparos. And so a couple times a week, not every day. I wouldn't do it every day. Okay. And I also like right now a facial steamer. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, and I read your blog about it. I remember the bitch Bible. She's the one. I like her. Um, so I think it's great. I think, again, everything in moderation because you can steam too much. I, I read what she had said that up to 20 minutes for certain people. We don't even steam that long in our facials because it can actually be dehydrating. So you have to be careful. I think maybe before an event or before you do a mask to open your pores so it can really absorb. But I think, again, doing it every day, that's way too much. You're not going to steam yourself every day. And if you shower, take a warm shower, that's kind of like your steam right there. But you mentioned it changed your life, I think. I just like how it makes my skin feel before I put makeup on. Like it just, I don't know, it like opens your face. And it does. That's what it does. But you have to be careful. You don't want your skin to be too vulnerable. So I would do it before a mask or before a product. And then I would ice to bring that inflammation back down. That's great advice. I like that before a mask. Yes. Okay. So tell me what your favorite masks are. Oh, this is a tricky one. I haven't found any. Um, I've tried. I feel bad. But I've tried the Glam Glow. Um, I've tried. I've tried a lot of different products as far as mask and I don't a- absolutely love anything. I, I would prefer someone doing serums or really nice actives or um, coming in, spocking sin for a chemical peel or a facial, doing something more along those lines. But good home care. If somebody, for a lot of listeners that are on a tight budget, a lot of college students, a lot of high school students, and then, you know, some older people, um, if they're on a tight budget, what are like one to three items that they could get that are cheap, effective, you know, it's not going to break the bank? Perfect. Um, sunscreen's huge. Any sunscreen or does it have to be? I would do something more natural. Like like not a like a copper gold? <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're not going to like that anyway. Not right Just lost another brand. sponsor. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I would suggest something with zinc, titanium dioxide. Here we have we have products for everyone. We have, uh, I think our sunscreens are like $30. So that's the same thing as I think um, oil of Olay. You know, so we have products that are from low end to very high end but I think that and then I would do a serum something it depends on their skin type if they're just kind of beautiful and their skin's like perfect I would still recommend something that's going to be hydrating and exfoliating so they're constantly doing that in a good home a uh, good cleanser what's things that people can buy at the drugstore hmm. this is a toughie it's hard huh it is because ingredients are key it's not products necessarily it's ingredients you want to look at the ingredients and I'm not at the store looking at ingredients all day long um I would suggest ingredients like lactic acid um uh, mandelic like I said titanium more natural like some oils but that aren't pore clogging so for somebody that has acne no coconut oil no jojoba oil um you don't want a lot of filler, a lot of silicone, because those are just going to clog your pores, and they're not really doing anything for your skin. But I want to answer your question. Is there like na- is there natural products you could get? Like I know some people use avocado oil or grapeseed oil, or or do you not recommend using that? I think those are okay for people that aren't acne prone. Okay. I used to go when I couldn't afford anything. I would go to the store like Jimbo's and get just a hundred percent organic pressed, cold pressed grapeseed oil, and take my makeup off with it. 
And I think grapeseed grapeseed's fine. It's not a pork lager. Coconut oil and jojoba are, so I wouldn't recommend those. For yes, hair, coconut oil. Everyone always asks me about that oil to put on my face, and I'm like, I would never put that on my face. Only my body. Yeah. And I tried it, and I've I've watched a lot of videos about the co- the oil pulling, and they use that and. Maybe for some it's effective, but for most of my clients, I haven't seen it effective at all. What if someone's having some extreme skin issues, right? Where they're like breaking out a lot or they're, I don't know. I don't know what other issues there are. There's lots of other but issues. But if, you know, if, if, if someone's got really bad skin and they're freaking out and, they, and like nothing's working, what do you find to be the most common fix? So here we're an acne clinic at Spa Kingston. Um, so we know... I'm not going to, I mean, I'm serious. We know everything about acne. We've seen it all. And I've had people come in that have had been on Accutane six, seven times and they're just like help. And, or people that have tried medications, topical medications, they've tried everything, including myself. Um, And we've found, again, it's holistic. So it's a lot of it's the foods that you're taking in, the lifestyle choices that you're making down to um, dryer sheets gyre sheets using those on your pillowcases your towels those are actually pore cloggers for people that are acne prone okay so when we're talking about acne we have different levels of this but somebody with really severe acne probably has acne as a disease it's just like any other ailment and you have to live a certain way so there's a lot of things at home that you can do for free um, that to start so lifestyle choices like using um, detergent that isn't doesn't have any fragrance. So the sensitive, all free and clear, dermatologist tested, no scent basically, on your shower, um, your sheets, your towels, your pillowcases, everything like that. If you're breaking on your body, change everything. Um, use that detergent for your clothes as well. Is there a um, brand or no? Yeah, I mean I think all free and clear, tide free. Arm and Hammer free, okay. anything that's free of scent. We use seventh generation. I'll have that's to. That's perfect. Okay, I'll have that's to look. Actually, what I use, it's all natural. Okay. Yeah. So that's perfect. Okay. Um, and then dryer sheets, that's huge. Those are actually pore clogging. So you want to do the same thing. You don't want to use it on your sheets, your towels, your pillowcases. If you think about it, you're sleeping at night and you're laying your head on your pillow and then you're sweating or just you're just perspirating naturally and um, you're kind of ingesting that in your skin so those are really bad it's disgusting (laughs) if you think about it um we also have people here in california the water is really bad because we're trying to eliminate all that salt so they're using high amounts of chlorine potassium chloride so we want everyone to be at least have a shower filter at home that's eliminating all that cleansing your water because that's huge because chlorine is a pore clogger and so is potassium chloride so these are, again, things that you can do. Um, sunscreen's huge because, again, like I said earlier, it breaks down your barrier wall so your skin can't function properly. So you want to make sure you're staying aw- away from the sun so that your skin can actually be hydrated and properly work on itself. What are the most common foods you see to cause issue with acne or cause acne? Dairy. That's like the number one. If you Google dairy and acne, you're going to see tons and tons of studies. But another one that a lot of people don't know about is soy. Soy was huge a few years ago. Everyone's on a soy kick. We, we want to eat soy. It's good for you. Actually, soy, if you think about it, um, if you drink one glass of soy milk, it's like taking one birth control pill and how it affects your hormones. Oh. So it's crazy. <laughs> so soy is very high in estrogen. And if you have an acne issue, it's creating a lot of inflammation in your body. So you don't want soy, tempeh, edamame, any of those sort of foods. 
Soy milk is not in our house. I'm not a soy milk guy anyway. No. I'm not a milk guy in any kind of milk capacity. (laughs) You're not milky. (laughs) No, not a milky guy. (laughs) Coconut. Never have been. No, he's not a milky guy. Okay. I could do almond or coconut, but that's because I don't consider them milk, right? Because I mean, I guess they're they call it milk, but it's not dairy milk. Right. You know. It's not from an animal. No. And I I always talk about this. It's kind of gross if you think about it. Like you're just pulling milk out of this animal. Yeah, you wouldn't do that with like a monkey. That's a whole different podcast. You wouldn't like get a monkey or like a, a hippo milk, you know? Yeah. You would, it's, I don't know. it's gross. I'm going to milk you tonight. I find it interesting though because cows, even their babies, don't eat their or drink their milk after I think three months. And now we're drinking it or eating it. It's super weird. It's I gross. cut dairy for three months and felt great. I think you should continue. I, I've I done it for it. I think five years. Something you haven't like had that. any dairy for five years? No, I can't though. I'm actually allergic and it, it, I have acne as a condition. That's why I became an esthetician. So I can't have it. I'll get big pimples. I have a friend too that, you know, he, he always says like, if you drink milk, you're going to get strong. And I swear this guy has bird bones. Like you could take your thumb and snap <laughs> his bones. So, and this guy drinks milk all the time. So I'm, I'm fully, I'm done with milk. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your diet because you seem like you really lead a healthy lifestyle. It has a lot to do, I think, with the way your skin looks. Tell us about what you eat and how someone at home that's maybe not eating right can eat for their skin. So lots of salads, lots of water. I would at least recommend half your body weight in fluid ounces of water per day, if not more. But that's the minimum. Um, Yeah, salads are huge. Lots of fruits and vegetables. Smaller fruits I, I recommend because the larger fruits have a lot of sugar. Except for watermelon. I'm a big fan of watermelon, what it does for your skin. Very, very hydrating. Um, I think those are like the key things limited on meat, lots of fish. I like to eat a lot of, um, salmon high in omega threes with that said, I think, um, anyone dealing with any sort of ailments, I would suggest omega threes. If you, if you can take a fish oil, that's huge. It brings down inflammation. It regulates your hormones naturally and, um, it hydrates your body from the inside out. So I love fish oil. What about like vitamins and supplements? Is there any vitamins you swear by or supplements you swear by? The fish oil, um, probiotics, a good one. Um, and zinc it brings down inflammation. I will be taking zinc tonight. <laughs> I have a big tub of zinc. I feel like you don't have the right one though. No, I got a good one. I swear. Mm. <laughs> I'll check. Okay. So what are products that people should completely avoid? Like their big nose. So this is a hard one. Anything too harsh. Um, one that comes pops in my head right now is that St. Ives scrub. Ugh. It's crazy. So many people were using that years ago. And I think probably still because it's super cheap. And, but the, the, the bead for it that's exfoliating is super large and it's actually very damaging for the skin. So that's a big no-no. Anything super drying. Um, I've seen a lot of people come in using Proactive and their skin's just crazy dry. Um, I, I would suggest just anything that's too harsh, too stripping. Okay. So stay away from St. Ives, apricot syrup, and stay away from proactive. Definitely. I used to be on proactive back in the day. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's why I have so many problems. Huh. All right. <laughs> Lost another sponsor. <laughs> okay. This is the last question for you. I want to leave the audience with this. What are your main top three tips for keeping your skin young. Ooh. I want to talk about anti-aging. Okay. Oh, top three. That's hard. I have a lot. Um, sunscreen, making sure you stay out of the sun. Um, sleeping on your back, I feel like is huge. And um, wait, 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 wait. So you have to 
physically like force yourself to sleep on your back? Yes. Because That's when you difficult. wake up. Yeah, no, it's serious. You sleep on your back kind of. I think I'm a side guy. No? <laughs> You're not a side guy. I don't guy. know. We have all these chihuahuas in the bed and so I have to like kind of navigate around them. I feel like maybe that causes problems too because you have all this chihuahua hair in my face all night. Feel free to give us more than three tips too. Anything that's anti-aging, I want to like write down and tattoo on my arm. So I think eating an anti-inflammatory diet, that's huge. Water, hydration. Even people that have acne, they need to hydrate. Um, Water is key. Your diet is key. Vitamins are key. Staying out of the sun. I think those are the main things. Honestly. These are like all and very basic like was, things that people can do. They are. Home care is huge. A lot of people don't realize how important it is. But having good products at home, like I said, twice a day, you're putting that stuff in your skin. Make sure it's good. I love the Mandela serum. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> I love and it. you look beautiful and glowing. You're going to try to steal it. Thank you so much for coming on. That was so informative. My pleasure. I can't wait to come back for another facial from you. I'm excited. Can't wait Thank for Michael to so come back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm coming in Friday. Where, we know, Michael. Yeah, you told us. I'm coming in. So where can everyone find you? So here at Spa Kingston. Um, we have on social media, Spa Kingston everywhere. We have a website. And then we're here in Bankersville, San Diego. Yeah, and we're going to link everything in the show notes. So everybody Amazing. will be able to find it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. You guys, as always, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the show. And now that we're self-producing, we're going to be redoing a lot of the podcast page on the TSC. For Android users, you can listen on Overcast, SoundCloud, and soon Stitcher. We'll also be setting up Google Play and Spotify. You can, of course, always listen on the site and Apple Podcast for free. I also want to note that if you review the podcast on iTunes and screenshot it, I am going to send you guys five of my beauty tips and tricks. A lot of them have to do with skin. They'll be sent straight to your inbox. So again, all you have to do is screenshot your review off iTunes and send it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. If you guys like the show and it's brought you any entertainment or value, please let your friends know and share an episode or two. We'll see you next week.